see if I can do this without getting choked up. <clears throat> Somebody brought me water, though. Um, glad everybody's here this morning. We are, again, starting last week, we, we started this new series, This Is Us, and I still didn't watch the television show. I have no idea what it's about, um, but I love this title, and I thought, man, that fits in perfectly with us starting the year uh, looking at who we are, what we value, our core values, and, and as I made mention earlier, we talked last week about the fact that we are called to be doers. By the way, I'll tell, if you weren't here last week or you didn't see this, if there's an, a picture of you that is uh, um, maybe up there that is not very flattering, um, that's best fault. I just, I've seen people looking at the pictures and I was like, it's best fault, it's not mine. She, she picked them out. But last week we took a look at being doers of the word, not just hearers. Because way too often we, we uh, I think, as Christians kind of get sucked into that. Oh, I, I went to church, I, I put my check in, I did my part, I sang some songs, I listened to Kelly. Ooh. It's too early for you to yawn yet. But I think the next natural step, and and this is where we're at, is that next step is if we're doers, if we're doing what God calls us to do, we're hearing His Word, we're listening, and then acting on it, something's going to happen to us. And we're going to be growing. So growing is our, our second core value. That if we're hearing God and we're doing what He calls us to do, you're naturally, the outcropping is going to be growing. And I actually anticipated today, I thought about a few weeks ago, putting out a, a, a little card and just a yes, no, is your relationship with God growing? Give me your opinion. Not a, not a yes, no or how, just a yes or a no. Because the Scripture that we're going to look at this morning, while it deals with this, it's not the Scripture that I've used in the past. It has some pretty frank words in it. And I think it's, I don't want to say harsh, but they're, the writer of Hebrews is speaking plainly to those who are reading, those, those Hebrew Christians. So we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 5, but one thing that from the beginning, anytime that Jesus called us or called people into a relationship, something happened. When He called us to be doers, we were never... Can you bring that next slide up? And I didn't have you change it. Maybe you changed it by yourself. I put things out of order this morning. We realized that in the first service. A commitment to Jesus always stretches people and draws them out of their comfort zone. Right? Always. From the very first disciples, when he said, hey, come and, and, and be fishers of men. Leave what you know. Come follow me. It meant pulling them away from comfort and what they know, and what they were, what their head, for generations maybe, what their fathers and their grandfathers and their forefathers had done. 
And that still plays forward today when Jesus calls us. He calls us to be doers. Guess what? Something happens. We're called. And it stretches us. It makes us uncomfortable. And that's the scripture that we're going to look at this morning. So turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Starting in verse 11. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11. It says, there is much more we would, would like to say about this. But it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. I told you, these are kind of plain words. That's, how, how would you feel if I said that to you? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie, there's been a few times God's kind of, I've read this passage and God's kind of kicked me in the backside. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for these words. Open our hearts and our minds and speak directly to us what it is that you have for us today. Jesus, we ask these things in your name. Amen. So we read this this passage and the writer of Hebrews says, you're just being a baby. And what we do is we look at this and it's kind of like when Jesus calls a sheep. Oh, sheep. They're cute. A lamb is soft and cuddly. Babies are cute. You like to hold them. When they're really new, they're wrapped up in a little bundle and they're so cute and you want to pinch their cheeks and kiss them and they smell good most of the time. Most of the time. Oh, hey, the writer of Hebrews is calling us a baby. That's, it's, he's not paying us a compliment. He's not paying them a compliment. He's speaking to a group of people. He's writing to a group of people who, when we said before that it, it pulled them out of their comfort zone, these folks, these, these Jewish Christians, for most of them, it meant that they were pulled away from their family. They were pulled out of what they knew. Maybe they were displaced. They were kicked out of synagogue. All of these things had to happen. They were uncomfortable. And the writer says, way too many of you are being babies. You're not, you're not growing. And what did Lou Holtz say? If you're not growing, you're dying. See, and, and when I, I'm going to use the word church a lot today, and I'm not just speaking about our church. I think while it can be applicable to us, I believe in general this talks about Jesus' church. There's way too many people who are still babies. 
See, they find this area where they're comfort, and, and, and I put my faith in Jesus, and I'm here, and I like Him, and I like the hope that it brings me, and I like the fact that no matter what happens, He's got me. And I like that, right? That's a great message. And each one of us should be sharing that. But the problem is, it's not just do that and stop. I believe what what the writer of Hebrews is saying is that's the beginning. Put your faith in Jesus and then we move forward, right? Everybody on the same page? Because it's it's only like 11.30. No no nodding off yet. I'll try and move more. But see, what happens is as human beings, we revert back to what's comfortable. It happens in church. Right? Who, honestly, if we had these really old, metal, cold, uncomfortable benches to sit on, who would have thought, I can stay home and watch on Facebook this morning? Maybe I will. Right? That's, these are pretty comfortable. Not too bad to lean back on. We like comfort. We like things the way we like it. The way we've experienced it. We want to keep things that way because that's what I know. And when we do that, we stunt our growth. That's what the writer of Hebrews is saying. He says you're acting like babies. And I'll tell you guys this, and I told the first service this. I'm simply regurgitating what God's been working over me all week, maybe a little bit more than a week. Because when I look at this and I read this scripture, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but as your pastor, sometimes I read this and I recognize places where I want to be back here because it's comfortable. Instead of being stretched by Jesus and growing. I'll just be honest. But the writer of Hebrews said, no, no, no. God has so much more for you. He wants you to be growing. So we'll, take, we'll stay with the baby analogy. This week, Thursday, Lucas and Kira didn't realize that they were going to be a sermon illustration. They found out the first, first service. Thursday, I had a meeting in, in Aberdeen, Thursday afternoon after school. And I went to runnings to see if they had any powder to reload, and they didn't. But I ran into Kira and Lucas. And Lucas said to me, Brooklyn got to try a Buffalo Wild Wings chicken wing for the first time. I'm like, I like chicken wings. I'm a big fan of chicken wings. I said, was Brooklyn a big fan of chicken wings? He goes, no, she didn't like it. She stuck it in her mouth. And she, it wasn't a hot one. It was a barbecue one, by the way. You guys all quit looking like Karen Lucas or bad parents. I'm not telling them you look like that, but stop doing that. He said, she tasted the sauce. She put it down. Now, I, I, I re, Lucas reassured me 
that as his, her father, he will continue until she likes chicken wings. I was like, that's, that's good. Brooklyn doesn't know how good chicken wings are. Deep fat fried glazed chicken goodness, kiddo. Because she's a, a baby. And she likes to drink milk or eat mashed potatoes or rice cereal. It's been a long time since my kids were that age. But I remember when we first brought them home and they were so cute. They were so special. And you laid them down in bed and about two hours later they were hungry or they had peed their pants. And then they weren't so nice. They were loud in the middle of the night. Screaming, hollering, feed me. Change me. I'm uncomfortable. But what I remember is my kids got older and older. They began to eat, you know, that, those feedings until they became teenagers again. Those feedings begin to kind of wane. You know, they, they get on more of a normal schedule where they would eat meals with the family. And they would instead of having milk every two hours or maybe some mashed potatoes and milk, they begin to eat real food. Things that would sustain them for longer periods. Things that would help them to grow and build stronger muscles and stronger bones. And the writer of Hebrews says the problem with the church of that day is still a problem today. Way too many people want to stay where they're comfortable. They want to do what's safe. Instead of be stretched and be brought out of their comfort zone. But with Jesus, we always are stretched. We're always brought out of that comfort zone. We have to be. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. Story that I, I was thinking about as I, uh, this week for me in discomfort. I had my work van when we still lived in Minnesota. I had this van, and, and when I got it, I was the second guy to get the van. It had 275 or 280,000 miles on it. Now, company policy was that the van on the outside looked like it was brand new. You had to have everything done. If it got a scratch, you got it fixed. I mean, they, it was immaculate on the outside. But the guy that drove it before me, I always wear my wa- have my wallet in my front pocket. He had his wallet in his back pocket. And he must have made a lot more money than me because his, his, his wallet was fat. And I remember jumping in the seat the first time and I sit down and I like leaned. Because I'm like, did he put like a brick in there? What's going on? And so 
my job would sometimes be get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I'd leave Minnesota and I was going to uh, Rapid or I was going to Bismarck or Dickinson or something like that. And so after about two hours of riding like this, it was uncomfortable. And so what I did was I tried to change and make things more comfortable, right? And that's what we do. So the first thing that I did was I tried scooting over. And then I was hanging off the side. And that wasn't comfortable. So my next stop was to get a, a seat cover. And I got some foam. And I, I took and I filled in what I thought was the gap. And when I got back in, I put the seat cover over it. When I got back in, I was sitting like this. I still wasn't comfortable. So I took some foam and I tried. But I couldn't find just the right spot. So I got home, and I went in the garage, and I found this board, and I got underneath the seat, and I shoved this board in up between the springs so that the foam was raised. If anybody has a broken down seat, don't do that. It's not comfortable. I did everything possible to try and make that seat more comfortable. Now, some of you might have got in, and because you're not as thick as me, you might have been able to sit, and you wouldn't even know that that divot was there. I don't know. But I find it amazing what we can get used to. What I find uncomfortable, other people go, that's just normal, and I'm going to live with it. Have some conversations with folks. It's amazing what people can get used to. And the writer of Hebrews said, no, it's not about comfort. It's not about what you like. Stop being a baby. It's about growth. So stop drinking milk and start consuming stuff that's more sustainable. Stuff that will age you in moving forward and growing. And yet we go, but I'm comfortable. Jesus, I, 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 I don't want to share. What if I say the wrong thing? I don't want to share your goodness. I can't, I, I can't. That's uncomfortable. What if they don't like me? What if they say something mean to me? writer Hebrews says move past that begin to grow change your diet again this is not a first of the year like you guys are going yeah change your diet yeah Kelly whatever change your diet what are you consuming are you waiting for somebody to hand feed you Because it won't happen. I mean, honestly. We see each other for an hour, maybe two. Sometimes we have interactions outside of church. 
It takes you taking the initiative. Stepping into what God has called you to do for you to grow. You say, Kelly, well, I, how do I do that? I think 2 Peter chapter 1 is a great ver- a couple of verses. Write this down. Highlight it on your Bible app. This is something that you need to save. Peter writes in his second letter, says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I apologize for the crudely assembled stairs. That's what happens when it's an old guy on the computer uh, trying to get things lined up. And there's lines all over the place. And I'm like, but again, that, that faith is where we start. That's the first step. But it can't stop there. Because Jesus says, I want to stretch you. Follow me. Leave what's safe. Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. And you can't just, like, you, you don't get to love what, just one person. Right? That's not, what, that's not what Peter's saying. I can choose this one person because they're easy to love because they're just like me. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying you've got you to be self-controlled with just one person. You've got to be self-controlled with everybody. Even the crazy people. Even the hard-to-love people. Because if you don't do these things, if this isn't growing and, and, and striving in you, the result is you're ineffective and unproductive. Does anybody want to be unproductive or ineffective? Anybody? Right? Nobody wants to be that way. But yet so often we choose to stay there. To stay at that first step and go, I'm not taking a step past this because it's gonna, it gets too hard after that. See, I believe that we're called to be Jesus' church. Right? It's not this building. It's not these pews. We are the church. And there's two options. We're either growing or we're dying. And that works as a corporate body. That works on an individual basis. And so this morning, no matter if you've been here, you you would say, Kelly, I've been a Christian for... 93 years. Hopefully you're still growing. 
moving forward, allowing Jesus to stretch you. Maybe you go, you know what? I, I'm just here this morning to kind of listen and look in, and I've never made that commitment to Jesus. He wants to change you. He loves you right where you're at. That's the amazing part. But He loves you too much to leave you there. And so what He does is He begins to reveal to us it's time to take that next step. It's time that you move on from here. Out of the realm of comfort and what you like. And I'm thankful that God does that. Because the longer I serve Him and the better I get to know Him and the deeper I get into the Word... Man, if he were to just like stick the fire hose in our mouth and open the valve and just, it would be overwhelming. Really. There's so much contained in here about how much he loves us and how much he, you know, it shows who he is and his character and who he wants us to be. Then it would just be overwhelming. But as we put into practice what we've learned, our capacity to understand more and deeper things will grow. Right? You dig in. There's places, I know I've read the same passages over and over again, but because of where I'm at at that point in my life, all of a sudden God reveals something new to me that I didn't see before. He wants to bring us along, and he does it. Some of us he brings along, some, some people he brings along at super fast pace because they can handle it. And there's other people who are like me that are kind of slow and kind of dense. But he continues to reveal these things to you. And he's like, Kelly, I don't want you to be a baby. I want you to grow when I got this much. I've got this for you, and I've got that for you, and, and this is the plan that I have for you, and this is the next step I need you to take to be obedient. And way too often when that happens, I put my hands in my pockets, and I'm like, God, if I do that, that could cost me my job. I need a paycheck, God. You called me here. Because I know. Do what I say. You're either growing or you're dying. Life doesn't happen in a vacuum. And it's a choice. It's our choice whether we're growing or not. If you were to read the first part of chapter 6, the writer of Hebrews writes about people who, these, these Hebrew Christians, who were acting like babies, who had given up a lot of stuff, but yet they refused, even after giving that, they looked back and they went, well, it'd just be easier to go back to what I know. And some of them did. Even though 
they looked and they said, oh man, Jesus is planned and he was the promised Messiah. And it's, this is what my background led up to. They still went back. That's the danger of not growing. Of not being a doer of God's Word. So this morning, we've got one more song. I'm going to ask you to stand. And the question that I have for you to think about is, am I in a growing, am I in a growing relationship with God? Am I obedient to Him when He calls, when He says, take that next step? Am I willing to take that next step? Or are you preferring to stay where it's comfortable? Are you staying where it is that you know what's going to happen? And if you are, this morning our altar is always open. I had not planned on opening up the altar this morning. I did in the first service as well. Because I believe this is, this is a church problem. Of people not being obedient to God and not taking the next step when He calls us to take that step. And then we wonder why we're ineffective. Peter said, do these things. so that you won't be ineffective. So this morning, if the Holy Spirit says, you know what, I need you to go forward and pray. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to make an assumption about you. And if they do, they need to be right beside you. But I invite you to come and pray as we sing. And I wanna, I'm going to say a word of prayer and then we'll close in prayer. But I really do. I think this is a whether it's a corporate or an individual setting. This is so much what's going on. The struggle that we have as followers of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, we are grateful that you continue to call us, that you continue to be patient with us. Even when we're reluctant to follow you. Jesus, when, when we say we would rather stay where we're at because we're comfortable than move forward. And you wait for us. And you continue to reach out to us. And we are grateful for that. Jesus, I pray that as we leave this place later today, anyone who calls themselves a follower of Jesus Christ cannot help but be compelled to share your goodness. Jesus, starting with me, to share how good you are, what you've done in my life, how you've changed my life with those who are lost and broken. We love you, Jesus. We ask it in your name. Amen.